0: This week on the Start Creating Podcast, I step you through all these wonderful new features that YouTube are offering and announced at VidCon last week. I dabble into your own mind as I explain to you why you need to set goals for yourself, short and long term, why it's important for drive, for success, and just generally keeping you structured, maybe sane, maybe in helping your mental health. We also Take that long trip down memory lane as I tell you why there's no excuse for you not to create content online as we dabble in one of my old YouTube videos. You ready? Here we go. Welcome to the Start Creating Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping you grow on social media from YouTube to Instagram and so much more. I am your host, Alan Spicer, your YouTube certified expert. I have around about 12 years worth of experience in this industry from web development to social media marketing and video editing in itself. This podcast will be about news, tips, tricks, and your submitted questions should you need any help within the social media space. So follow, subscribe, enjoy the ride, go out there, start creating. Hello and welcome back to the Start Creating Podcast episode nine. That's nine whole weeks of me rambling, and you listening for a period of time. Thank you very much. Now, my week, this week has been a little less manic, hopefully, at least. Anyway, it's warm. My next-door neighbour's dog won't stop barking, but things seem to have calmed down for a while. The workload seems to have been a little bit more under management and under control which is good don't get me wrong it's nice nice to receive client work it's nice to always communicate and talk with my my viewers and the people that work with me or communicate with me just sometimes it all seems to land in in a pot all at one time and you know means that you have to squeeze in recording your podcast in the evening when dogs are around and seem to want to bark at you every moment (laughs) i don't know his name why don't we just call him barry because that seems to be a name I'm using a lot on this podcast, Barry and Jeff, right? I do know that my next-door neighbours have got two little chihuahuas, right? and they are real ankle biters, and they're not real dogs, because in my opinion, real dogs should bark, and theirs just quack, but, you know. So, it's a very short kind of chat about me this week. Um, for the, all of you that have been intertwined with my health issues and my marathon that seems to be me working my way through every GP in my local doctor's surgery. I am back at the doctor's again this Friday for more bloods um, an asthma checkup, And then the following week, I get the blood test results back. Um, I'm a little less nervous this time because obviously I now know what it's all about. So this would be the second time I've given blood. So now I know what it's about. I know what they're checking. I know hopefully it's going down or, you know, if it goes up, we now know what to treat and stuff. So, yeah. But other than that, everything's under control. We're dealing with a fallout from VidCon. And the dogs barking in the background once again. <laughs> the joke is, right, uh, the next door's got two, the little yappy ones. And then two or three doors down, they've got three kind of Highland Yorkshire Terrier thingies. So when the little yappy ones start off, the real dogs start off. And then they, I don't know, it's like a giant circle jerk of dog barking that's wonderful. So anyway, on that tone, <laughs> why don't we step into the news where I talk to you about the recent new features that YouTube have announced at VidCon this year. So last week in video land was VidCon. You know, the place which was initially started by fans for fans and then slowly got bought out by the one company that actually tried to sue YouTube out of existence when it first started all of those many, many years ago because people were uploading Family Guy episodes. So now that Viacom owns VidCon, we get to see YouTube actually kind of jump in on board and announce special features and things. Now, YouTube has announced at VidCon this year additional styles of channel memberships. They are now tiered, which means you can offer more and more shiny things for people to follow you and your channel. And every time they donate more money, they get more things. Basically, they are trying to, uh, like, Patreonify the YouTube process of being a member. Even though Patreon at least tries to give 95% of the income to the creator. Whilst YouTube, all of the memberships fees are still subject to the standard... YouTube partnership program agreement, where 65% goes to the creator, and 35 to 25% goes to YouTube, depending on how old school you happen to be. Now, there's the additional membership levels, there's now super stickers, which effectively is TikTok-style stickers that you pay for, more merch shelves for vendors, so at the moment it was just Teespring, but now they're including things like DFTBA, which is a merchandise company created by Hank Green of the Vlogbrothers and controls a fair few of the large creators within that bubble. Now, the channel memberships, initially, they start at $4.99 a month and they can be rolled up. They're widely available to people with 50,000 subscribers um, and no doubt that will roll down over time, but initially only to 50,000 channel subscribers and Maybe all the way up to the things of like six ninety nine. As for today, we're not quite sure which creators can actually use it. Maybe the Fine Brothers, for example, and maybe a few others as we go forward. The bigger channels probably get it first. Super chat stickers. Once again, these are available to around about twenty thousand channels at the moment, and more than ninety thousand channels have received super chat messages, Um, averaging around about. £400 per minute is the Super Chat feature. So the stickers are now a way to show something funny on the live stream when you're creating content. Now, we're not quite sure when those roll out to people, but we shall see. Um, We'll see them tested, no doubt. The merch shelves, once again, initially started off with Teespring. And over time, they're going to also enjoy other shelf creators. I personally use Spreadshirt for my merchandise. I don't get many... Sales through it, but, you know, still. Um, Feel free to go and buy a Start Creating t-shirt from my um, uh, spread shirt store if you wish. Go to alanspicer.com forward slash shop. There are mugs, there are t-shirts, there are hoodies. There's all the wonderful things that you can expect. YouTube giving is now being rolled out to as many people as possible. This is now means that you can add a donate button that goes specifically to a set charity when you create a video. And the most important thing, which I'm quite interested in, is learning playlists. Now, currently there are two types of playlists. There's a playlist that you create, that you upload your videos to, and that's just a playlist. People will play through it, it will suggest things outside that playlist, but that playlist is there for you to watch or push people into if they so wish and it will auto play the next few. A series playlist is more heavily weighted for the algorithm. So if I make a series that is clearly a five part series and should clearly be viewed from one to five and are clearly associated, then you click series and it heavily weights those in that process, but the algorithm can still sway you and suggest things outside that. Now a learning playlist will ignore the algorithm and very heavily suggest what is in those playlists. and. What this means is if you're a YouTube creator like me and I create series upon series and I don't want you diverted elsewhere and I solely want you to step through my educational course, my 10 step process, etc., 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 then the learning playlist will be there. It also works for people like on Crash Course who create effectively educational content that is for syllabuses and for colleges and things like that. So I can see them leaning towards education. Initially, it's gonna be used for Crash Course, which has 9.5 million subscribers, Ted Ed with 9.4 million subscribers, and Card Academy with nearly 5 million subscribers in themselves. Now, I can see this being good. This is what they were warning about at the start of, or the end of last year. They were hinting that they want to start promoting more educational content. That they want YouTube to be the place where you come to learn and do how-tos and improve on your skills and level up your game. Rather than, you know, walking into a woodland in Japan somewhere with a goofy little hat. I think it's good. I think... They've clearly, the the first four or five things that I've noted in the news are clearly there for more money. There's a shelf there for merch. How much are they making off of that? There's a membership area that's now being upgraded. How much are they going to make off of that? They're rolling out Super Chat stickers once again. They get a cut of that. So I get that. It gives it gives content creators a way to make more money. It makes those content creators maybe a little bit more dependent on YouTube for that money, which maybe makes them comment less about YouTube shortfalls when they happen, unless you're smart and diversify outside the platform and still use Super Chat. I mean, there's many creators out there that I think would really love this. Some of my favourite YouTube educators, in fact, go live streaming for three, four hours every week. And another option for them to, to get stickers or more memberships or something to make people stand out to pay more money for, fine. My biggest problem with this is that I can't help but feel this feels a little dirty when I know that YouTube takes about 30% of that cut. So they're just trying to make ways to make more money. And we've only just had the whole TikTok thing where TikTok's becoming a bit toxic, where 12-year-olds are throwing £50 at TikTok influencers because they've got a drama queen thing and they get, I don't know, lured in that, oh, I want the drama queen sticker so maybe I can be followed on Instagram or do stuff or blah, blah, blah. Are stickers really required on YouTube? I don't see an added value for me. I don't want to collect stickers when I'm live streaming. I want you to ask me questions and if you want to donate via Super Chat to pay for my coffee bill, then great. Otherwise, I just don't get it. But what do you think? Feel free to tweet at me at Alan Spicer YT or use the hashtag startcreatingpodcast and fire any questions you want at me and then we can discuss that on Twitter. Now before we deep dive into what goals you want to set for yourself and why they're important, I'm gonna help you with something that might be your goal. If you're looking to start a YouTube channel, grow your YouTube channel, or push your brand out there, the second largest search engine on the internet, which is YouTube, I suggest that you download my free ebook. Go to alanspicer.com forward slash ebook. It's a free ebook with 10 top tips on starting and growing your YouTube channel, and it is completely free. That's alanspicer.com forward slash ebook. Go get it today. Now, last week, we talked about how much you have time on your side. I'm very, very clear about this. It's one of the things that, that struck me in the last few months. Is, although that I'm turning 35 this year, there's a lot of time left in me. It's something personal. I, I lost my dad when I was quite young, so maybe that's what skewed me. So, if you've now got more time on your side, maybe... You need to consider what you want to do with that time and how to set goals within that. Now, there's two types of goal. There's your short-term and your long-term goals. Now, for me, when it comes to my YouTube life and my general life, I've always, always planned for a five-year plan. Now, when it comes to YouTube, I started my YouTube channel two years ago. On the second anniversary of the channel, we hit 7,000 subscribers, and we're hurtling towards 1 million views on that channel, which we should hopefully hit by the end of the year. Now, my long-term goal on that has always been that it should be self-sustaining within its funding, within its views, and within its traffic. Now, I know that sounds rather abstract, so I'll break it down. I wanted to make sure that I had a big long-term goal that I could backwards engineer from because there's no point in having a goal that you can do in a week if that's your end goal. Also, if you honestly think that you can do your thing in a week, then it's possibly not a big enough goal in the first place, or you are delusional. Because let's say you want to be a full-time YouTuber within a week and you haven't started your YouTube channel, that's delusion or you want to get one more view, that's too easy. So have a look at yourself. Ask yourself why you are doing what you're doing first, because the why is very important. So I want to generate something for myself, for the loved ones around me, that can sustain me for the long term. I had a business within web development in which then I thought that that was the thing, but it wasn't. And as I said in one of my previous podcasts, that didn't go well. But I dusted myself off and I'm trying again. And it's doing much better this time. Why? Because I planned to succeed rather than not planning, which is effectively planning for failure. So my long-term goal is the North Star of my business. In five years' time, I want for this business to be self-sustaining. How do I do this? Now, this is how you backward engineer. How would it be self-sustaining? What is your long-term goal? Think of it right now. Even if you have to pause this podcast, think of your long-term goal, and then we can backwards engineer it and rip it apart. You can rip it apart with me. Maybe yours is very similar to what mine is. Maybe it's not. Maybe yours is a health goal, maybe you want to lose weight, maybe you want to grow a business, maybe you want to save money, whatever it is, you need to backwards engineer it. So, if my goal is to make my channel self-sustaining and generate its own income, what do I need to do that? Well, this is where you have a look at what that actually means. So, do you need to lose weight? Is that your goal? Do you want to lose 50 pounds? How do you do that? You can't lose £50 pounds in a week. If you lost £50 pounds in a week, you would be dead or co- chopping off body parts. So you need to think of it as a serious, honest option. So in my case, if I want it to be a sustainable business that is sustainable across the internet and not just on YouTube, I need to have a look at the the foundation bricks around it. Which is me sniffing while I was making a podcast. <laughs> um, the... The four, the core focus of my business will need to be content. The more content I have out there, the more people can find me, the less friction there is to get to my content, the better. If you can watch me on YouTube, if you can listen to me on any mobile device, if you can find me on Instagram with pictures and videos, if you can hunt me out on Facebook, it's much easier to find me, it's much easier to subscribe to me or interact with me. So... If you're losing weight and you've got five years to do it in, that's effectively ten pounds a year. Now, do you want to overperform? Fine, you can do that. But ten pounds a year is a pound a month. All you need to now do is work your way backwards from that. So how do you lose a pound a month? Do you exercise a bit more? Do you change your dieting plan? Do you eat a little less? In my case, how do I get to it self sustaining? what is self-sustaining? How much would I need for the business? How much do I need for the rent? How much in the long-term goal do I need? I say long-term goal once again. Yes, five years is my long-term, but it's also kind of a medium range. I know I'm confusing myself, but bear with me. Short-term is kind of in the next few months, in the next year. Medium range is anything past that, right? But, In this case, I'm using five years as the long-term plan, but hopefully it would last much longer. If I get all of this in place by five years, then that could be the launching pad for the next 20, 30. Because once you shake off that stigma in your mind that, you know, 40 is too old and you're about to retire, 40 is the middle of your life now. In fact, 40 is quite young. If you think, if you double your age at 40, you're 80. There's still people running around at eighty nowadays. You know, I'm I'm a big wrestling fan. I've just watched the um, Fight for the Fallen pay-per-view. And you've got Dustin Rhodes, who who used to be gold Dustin WWE. He's fifty and he's still wrestling on TV. Wrestling no less. Have a look at Roger Federer. He's in his late forties. Maybe I'm wrong, but anyway, and he was in the Wimbledon final this week. Age is just a number. You just need to make sure that you are focusing on what you're doing within that and leveraging that age to help you. (sighs) Once again, sniffing. I apologise. Can you tell it's hay fever season? It's wonderful. So, yes. Think of your long-term goal. And think how long-term you want that to be. So... In my case, I want to backwards-engineer that, so I need to still put out social media content. I need to grow my Instagram. I need to grow my Twitter. I need to grow my Facebook. And how do I do that? I interact more on Twitter. I put out more content on Instagram that I'm currently doing, or used to be doing. Last month, I put out possibly five or six random pictures. In the last week alone, I've been putting out at least two posts a day. So... If you want a bit of entertainment, by the way, you can go to Alan Spicer YT and check that out on Instagram and on Twitter. If I want to grow on Twitter, I need to be more active. I've just been posting my video links, I hadn't been interacting. Now I'm being very sarcastic, and you can see my sense of humor on there once again, at Alan Spicer YT, if you want a random chuckle. So now that's my social media element. I'm now putting out three videos a week plus a podcast. That's four videos a week. On my YouTube channel. I'm having a, at, having a look at the analytics. Over the course of the next five years. That's effectively 150 videos a year. Maybe even more. Close to 200 videos a month. Uh, 200 videos a year. If I keep doing the podcast. Which I plan on doing. Every week. So that's a thousand more videos. In five years time. A thousand videos that all have the potential. To either earn me clients. Earn me sales. Possibly super chats. Should I ever start doing live podcasts or live's live stream reviews? That can be affiliate links. That could be product sales. That could be YouTube advertising money. The more I swell, the bigger that gets, the more it can be self-sustaining. But I said I wanted it self-sustaining outside YouTube. So once again, backwards engineering my goal might help you right? So I know that I need the platforms and I know that I now need additional income. So that income could come from affiliate links. I go out and find sponsorships or I go and find companies that offer affiliate programs where I don't even have to directly communicate with them. They just have a link that they can click and that is relevant. So if I was to start selling or promoting the idea of creating your own podcast, maybe I find podcast specialists or a service or a podcast hosting company, and then I can link you that way. Maybe I start promoting website development again, like I used to previously, in which then I can push you towards a a web development company or a hosting company for you to host your business. See, these these are becoming the pillars of my long-term goal. And now I recognize what those long-term goals are, I can build it into my short-term goal right now that I look into those things. I can go and do the research to find those companies. I can go and find those products. I can make those videos. I can write down a series knowing that, okay, in six months' time, I'm going to make a a, a, a series of videos, five or ten videos on YouTube that is how to make a podcast. I can even make a podcast about how to make a podcast. How meta is that, right? But... Once I start planning those and I know that, okay, those are existing in six months' time and then those I can then connect up to a podcast company and then I can push it through, right? See what I'm doing here. I'm trying to backwards engineer from the long-term goal. You can do the same. Think of your long-term goal. Once again, pause the podcast if you need to. Think of the long-term goal that you want. Ideally, what does that involve? So once again... Maybe you want to become a YouTube star, and right now you don't have a channel. So in five years' time, how would you get to having a channel in five years' time that has 10,000, 20,000 subscribers? You'd note down, right now, open a YouTube channel. Start creating content. Figure out my niche. Publicize on a regular basis three, four times a week. Do that for three or four years. Because then that starts the ball rolling. How would I promote that? Okay, so not only do I need to open a YouTube channel, but a Facebook page and a Facebook profile so I can go into Facebook groups. And then I'll need a Twitter account to promote that out there. And then I'd need to hunt out those forums, the forums that's very specific to your niche. Maybe hunt out some Reddit threads on on Reddit and subreddits and stuff like that. See, if you know what the long-term goal is, you can then rip it apart. Not just the why you are doing it. Why do you want to be at the end? Because if you figure out why you want to have a YouTube channel with 20,000 subscribers, is that why because you want money? Is that why because you want fame? Is that why because it will funnel leads to your business that will help people? Is that why because you feel that that would help people? Are you giving advice on how you've recently had a bike accident and you're rehabbing from a knee injury? Your why will be your drive. Your why will be your reason and the fire and the fuel. Your how is when you seriously look at your long-term goal and break it down and work backwards. And once you do work it backwards, you'll then be able to make your short-term plans. Okay, you want to start a YouTube channel. In the first week or two, you'd need to start opening those accounts. By the end of month one, you'd need to be having a look at the proper branding, knowing your niche, communicating with your audience. By the end of six months, you'd need to be setting yourself goals on how many videos you're doing each and every week. Are you outperforming yourself? Are you having a look? Are you collaborating? Are you reaching out? Do you reply to all of those comments? Because once you know how and what your long-term plan looks like, Planning the short term is so much easier. And then those short term goals you can lap up, you can nibble at, you can give yourself little micro wins over and over and over and over again. And if you set yourself up for success every morning, it will drive you. Even if every day you just take one very small step towards your micro goal. Day one, open the account. Day two, fill in the details. Day three, Do the banner work. Day four, have a look at your niche. Day five, batch two or three videos. Day six, edit those videos. Day seven, upload those videos. Day eight, optimize those videos. You're stepping towards, and on day eight, you are eight steps closer to where you were on day zero. Setting yourself goals can help improve your business. can help improve your mindset. It can help improve your business. And it can help you reach towards those stars. That goal that you are looking for. That north star. I'll be honest. One of the things that helped me set up my YouTube channel. And I was going through the routine. Is it really, really, really helped my mental health. Because when I first started all those years ago. Five, six, seven years ago. I was very, very unhappy with my life. I'd gone through a string of bad girlfriends and bad situations and i found myself in a, a, a dank kind of studio apartment bedsit right but i had something to aim for i had something to grind for and if every morning you know that all you have to do is one little task and if you do one little task every day for five years you're more than likely to be out of whatever situation you wanted uh, wanted out of and be into the situation that you wanted to be in then it's worth dusting yourself off and doing so. It's worth finding that fight, standing up, turning on that camera, or going to the gym or doing that run, or painting that wall or whatever your goal goal is. It's worth going out there, pulling up your socks and start creating. Now today's trip down memory lane is a very important message. It's a very short and sweet one, but so many people make excuses why they can't create content. It's their phone, it's their sound, it's they're too busy, they can't do it at night, they can't do it in the morning. I'm here to tell you that you need to stop making excuses and start creating content. There is always time for you to find two, three, four, five minutes yourself whether you're walking to work coming home or you're hiding in your shed at the bottom of the garden you can make content stop making excuses go start creating some content today but alan i don't have time to make content i'm told this every day by clients by people winding in my comment section you've got time to walk somewhere you've got time to make content come on let's go somewhere Now one of my ultimate pet peeves is people complaining. People complaining they're not growing. People complaining that they can't upload content. I like go to their channel and they've done one video this month or one video this week. I'm uploading content, Alan, but I don't seem to be able to grow. You're not growing because you're not putting out content. There's no excuse, no excuse at all. If you wake up in the morning, if you wake up half hour earlier, there's some videos. If you wake up in the morning and you go to the gym, Vlog on the way to the gym. One of my good friends called Simon, Simon Scholes. Actually, he runs a business. He's a fitness person. He goes to the gym, he vlogs every day. Now, yes, it might not be polished. Yes, it might not be perfect. Yes, it might not be in a studio, but I'm walking through a woodland and I'm vlogging. I do not understand why people just don't get the knack of it. Yes, this may be a little bit shakier than normal but I'm making content. I'm wandering around in places, and I'm making content. You can still make videos. How do you get to work? Do you walk, do you stroll, do you, do you drive? Do you park up, do you get there early? I've truly never understood the excuse of, I, I just can't make content, I just don't have the time. If you walk to work, if you sat there at lunch, you can make content. Did you watch a TV show last night? You can talk about it. I'm walking off to go and pick up my stepdaughter making this content. I'm entertaining you. I'm educating you. You could just give tips in between your exercises. You could just give tips while you're at traffic lights. You could just have tips while you're picking up your subway or your KFC. Yes but Alan it doesn't look right. The content looks weird. You're putting out content. That's all that YouTube cares about. As long as There is a video for people to watch. That's all YouTube cares about. As long as you are hitting a topic that someone wants to watch, that's all that YouTube cares about. But Alan, normally I have a a YouTube studio. Normally it's the same kind of setup. Normally it looks professional. And most viral videos are in this format. They're just people talking to a camera in which it looks more human, it looks more natural, it looks like they're gonna get run over walking up a road. As long as you don't mind looking like an idiot, it doesn't matter. And if you're only focusing on making content, it doesn't matter. Now to prove this point, I've gone on a walk on roads that I just don't know, right? I've got lost and yeah, the video's a bit shaky, but I'm teaching you something. I'm telling you there's no excuse. This is an iPhone. Any smartphone will work, it doesn't matter. As long as they can hear you, as long as you're delivering a message, it doesn't matter where you are. Get out there, stop making excuses, go out there, start creating. I've just missed my bus. Looks like I've got another 20 minutes to vlog somewhere. If you have time to wait for a bus, you have time to say something on a camera. There's no excuses really, what's your excuse? Thank you for listening to the Start Creating podcast. If you want more tips, tricks, and advice from Alan Spicer, that's me, then go to youtube.com forward slash Alan Spicer and subscribe. You can also find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. See you soon. Go out there, start creating.